Yes, praise be to God. I hope you're safe. I hope the Lord has kept you safe and sound. This is the day that the Lord has met. We shall rejoice and we shall be glad in it. Thank you for joining us for our time of the study of the Bible. Here, we study the Bible and we aim to study from the book of Genesis to Revelation. By the grace of God, we've done 32 books of the Bible. If you've not been able to listen to all the podcasts that we've done straight from the book of Genesis, you can find them on all podcast platforms like Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Apple Podcasts, you name it, whichever pl- platform, you'll find us there. And uh, you can also visit our website, that's Bible In-Depth Network. There, you will know more about the network. And I believe the Lord shall speak to you even as you listen to the podcast. We are just left with about seven books to complete the Old Testament. And uh, these are short books that we might handle in a day or two for each. And uh, I thank you for being diligent and listening in for a period of about two and a half years when we've been handling this uh, Old Testament. And uh, we want to continue today with the book of Micah. And uh, it starts by saying, The word of the Lord which came to Micah of Moresheth in the days of Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah kings of Judah, which is so concerning Samaria and Jerusalem, hear, O peoples, all of you. Now, of course, here we get the uh, picture of what time that uh, Micah existed or lived. It was during these kings that have been mentioned to us here. Jotham, Ahaz, Hezekiah, kings of Judah. And when he receives word, he receives word for Jerusalem, which is in the section of Judah, and also for Samaria, which was in the section of uh, Israel as a northern tribe. Listen, O earth, and all it contains, and let the Lord God be a witness against you. The Lord from his holy temple, for behold, the Lord is coming forth from his place. Yeah, he's coming down to judge. That's what they're, uh, they're mentioning, that you, he's coming to meet you and you account. Yeah, and he says, he will come down and tread on the high places of the earth. Those places that have been set up, uh, a, a, a points of worship that have been created for other gods. He says he's coming to tread on them. The mountains will melt under him, and the valleys will be split like wax before the fire, like water poured out down a steep place. All this is for the rebellion of Jacob. Of course, when they are talking rebellion of Jacob, they are implying Jacob represents Israel, and they are implying what Jacob has done how Jacob has lived, how Israel has lived, how they've worshipped other gods. And it's for that reason God is coming down because of the rebellion that they refuse to worship him and him alone. And for the sins of the house of Israel, what is the rebellion of Jacob? Is it not Samaria? Because that's a point where they did all the evil uh, worship. Yeah, What is the high place of Judah? Is it not Jerusalem? Yeah, Instead of worshipping God from there, they started to uh, worship other gods. Yeah, for I will make Samaria a heap of ruins in the open country. This came to pass because when they are captured by Assyria, their nation becomes a waste. Yeah, they are totally taken over as the section of Israel in the north. Planting places for a vineyard, I will pour her stones down into the valley, and I will lay bare her foundations. All of her idols will be smashed. That which you used to think is your source of strength, yeah, the one that you think is your source of refuge. He tells them it is going to be broken down. You'll see it 
in powder form. That's what it's going to look like. He says it will be smashed. Yeah, that which they thought is what gives them joy. It will be smashed. All of her earnings will be burnt with fire. All of her images I will make desolate. For she collected them from a harlot's earnings. Now, out of prostitution, out of harlotry, and in this case it also crosses via the spiritual end of it, not just the physical part. But even on the spiritual end, out of that harlotry, he says and mentions and is clear that that which they've earned from means that are evil shall be crushed. Now, it's very key for us to know that uh, for you to be able to do things or get things or gain things in means that are not godly, yeah, you are exposing yourself to loss. A time comes and you will lose such things. If you've been making money in ways that are evil, a time comes and it goes. It's very clear and evident here that for them, they got it through halotry, and out of that halotry, they will lose those things. And he tells them, uh, unto the earnings of a halot, they will return. Where they came from, it's where they will return. Because of this, I must lament and wail. I must go barefoot and naked. I must make a lament like the jackals and a mourning like the ostriches. He goes on and says, for her wound is incurable, for it has, be, it has come to Judah. It has reached the gate of my people, even to Jerusalem. Tell it not in Gath. Weep not at all at the Beth Lafra. Roll yourself in the dust. Go on your way, inhabitant of Shafa, in the shameful darkness. The inhabitant of Zan does not escape the lamentation of Bethazil. He will not take from you its support. For the inhabitant of Maroth becomes weak, waiting for good. Because of the calamity, he tells them, because of the calamity, because the calamity has come down from the Lord. Uh, such a statement sometimes worries us and we wonder, does God do that to his people? Does God uh, take you through such experiences? Yeah, if you've worked with him, if you've served him, if you've done all this for him, can good calamity come down from the Lord? These were people of Israel. These were people who worshipped God. These were people whom he had a covenant with straight from Egypt. But when they walk in evil, then he sends calamity on them. Yeah, Disobedience brings the wrath of God upon man. So we need to walk far from it. And that's clear for us. To the gate of Jerusalem, harness the chariot to the team of horses. O inhabitant of Lashish, she was the beginning of sin. To the daughter of Zion, because in you were found the rebellious acts of Israel. Therefore, you will give parting gifts on behalf of Moresheth Gath. The houses of Archzib will become a deception to the kings of Israel. Moreover, I will bring you, on you, the one who takes possession of inhabitant of Marasha. The glory of Israel will enter Adullam. Make yourself bowed and cut off your hair. That's a sign of mourning, clearly. Yeah, because of the children of your delight, extend your boldness like the eagle, for they will go from you into exile. This came to pass as far as they spoke. Exile was looming. Exile was on the way. It would happen for Israel in the north. It would happen for Judah in the south. And it eventually, as we've been learning, it resulted into the lost tribes. The ten tribes, the northern tribes, cannot be trusted to death. 
only a trace of the southern part, which is Judah and Benjamin, is what actually comprises most of what is known as Israel right now. The others were assimilated into different nations, into different parts of the world. Some were sent to Africa, others were sent to Asia, others were sent to Europe, and they totally went off the map. What to those who scheme iniquity, who work out evil on their beds, people who sit down and plan, how do we hurt people now? What is the strategy to hurt somebody today? How do I hurt somebody? These are the ones they're talking about here. Yeah, How do I do something that is evil? Those who scheme iniquity, when morning comes, they do it. The people who plan the evil and come and even act it out. They plan the iniquity and even come and act it out. Yeah, For it is in the power of their hands. They covet fields and seize them. They steal people's lands. This is what they are talking about here. Uh, they're saying, wow to you people in Israel. You steal people's lands and even to us here. Wow to us who steal things from others. The things of the needy. Yeah, people who have lost loved ones and they steal their property. Yeah, people who take advantage of other people's opportunities unfairly. Hmm? And houses and take them away. They rob a man and his house. A man and his inheritance. These are the ones we are talking about here. Therefore, thus says the Lord, Behold, I'm planning against this family a calamity. Now, the interesting bit here, when God is planning, he's not planning only for the person who stole, only for the person who came up with the scheme. Here it says, I am planning against this family a calamity. You know, some things are done by an individual, but then they come out and haunt their family. Some things are done by a person and they have an impact on their entire family. And that's key that when we act as we do in everything we plan, the things we, the life we live, we need to keep in mind that our own people can fall as victims for the actions. They can suffer the consequences of our actions. And this, God says here, I'm planning this a calamity against this family for which you cannot remove your necks. And he tells them, and you will not walk haughtily, for it will be an evil time. On that day, they will take up against you a taunt. They will laugh at you, practically, and utter bitter lamentation and say, we are completely destroyed. He exchanges the portion of my people. How he removes it from me. To the apostate, he apportions our fields. Therefore, you will, not, you will have no one stretching a measuring line. For you, by lot in the assembly of the Lord, do not speak out. So they speak out. If they do not speak out concerning these things, reproaches will not be turned back. Is it being said, O house of Jacob, is the spirit of the Lord impatient? Are these, the, are these his doings? Do not my words do good to the one walking uprightly. There is a condition of the word of the Lord being manifested in my life. Of the word of the Lord being manifested in our lives. Do not my words do good to the one walking uprightly. Walk upright and the words of the Lord shall come to pass. Walk in evil and they shall be distanced and they shall take long and you shall claim patience when it's actually disobedience. Sometimes we say, ah, you know, uh, God is taking time. At the right time it will come. Yet it should have come. It's on the way, waiting for you, reserved there. And all you need to do is change. 
the walk of life. And walk uprightly because it's clear in scripture that God's words are good for those who walk upright. God's words are accomplished and seen to come to pass for those who walk upright. Recently, my people have arisen as an enemy. You strip the robe of the garment from the unsuspecting passersby, from those uh, returned from war. The women of my people you evict, each one of from her pleasant house. From her children you take my splendor forever. Arise, go, for this is no place of rest, because the uncleanness that brings on destruction, a painful destruction. If a man walking after wind and falsehood had told lies and said, I will speak out to you concerning wine and liquor, he would be a spokesman to these people. If people are talking about things that are excitement and fun, then they choose them as their spokespeople. If people are talking about things that are vain and things of the world that excite, then everybody wants those ones to speak for them. That's how it is normally. I'll surely assemble all of you, Jacob, he tells them. I'll surely gather the remnant of Israel. I'll put them together like sheep in the fold, like a flock in the midst of his pasture. They'll be noisy with men. The breaker goes up before them. And he tells them they break out, pass through the gate and go out by it. So their king goes on before them and the Lord at their head. And I said here, heads of Jacob and rulers of the house of Israel, is it not for you to know justice? You who hate good and love evil. Friends, we need to love the Lord. When you love God, you promote the good. You hate evil. That is clear. And now here the leaders of the of Israel, as God is speaking to them, he says, instead of loving justice, they love evil. Instead of doing things the right way, they love evil. And that goes out to leaders in all spheres of leadership. It may be the church. It may be uh, the nation. It may be on whatever level. Love justice. Do good. Follow the Lord. Do that which pleases the Lord. And do not love evil instead of God. Who tear off their skin from them and their flesh from their bones. Who eat the flesh of my people. People have gone to that level. Strip off their skin from them. Break their bones. Chop them as for the pot. Yeah, And he goes and says, And as meat in a kettle, they will cry out to the Lord, but he will not answer them. You know, there are some things you do, and even if you cry to God, even if you wail, even if you do all prayers and sleep in all, on all mountains, seeking God, there are some things you have to first change in your life, and he will answer. Whoever heard that sounds, it's a fact there. He says, they will cry out, but he will not answer them. Instead, he will hide his face from them at that time because they have practiced evil deeds. Practice of evil deeds hides the face of God from us. Practice of evil deeds takes the grace of God far from us. Practice of evil deeds will cause the Lord to hide. That is clear here. Thus says the Lord concerning the prophets who lead my people astray. When they have something to bite with their teeth, they cry peace. But against him, who puts nothing in their mouths, they declare a holy war. Therefore, it will be a night for you without vision. And darkness for you without divination. He's saying, for the prophets, they have to first give you something. Give me some money, then I prophesy. If you don't give me, then I will speak badly towards you. That's what they're saying here. Declare, and, and, and they tell them, the sun will go down on the prophets, and the day will become dark over them. The seers will be ashamed. And the diviners will be embarrassed. Indeed, they will all cover their mouths because there is no answer from God. On the other hand, I am filled with power with the Spirit of the Lord and with justice and courage. 
to make known to Jacob this rebellious act. Micah is saying, there will be silence. God will not speak but for me. For me. I'm filled with the Spirit of God and I'm telling you this is going to come to pass fellow leaders, fellow religious leaders, fellow prophets. If we don't turn, if we don't do things as God expects, there will be silence. There comes a time where God keeps quiet. When you're walking in your own way, then you have to use other means of divination. Yeah, And it tells the rulers of Israel, even to Israel, his sin. I am telling you as Micah. Yeah? Now, hear this, heads of the house of Jacob and the rulers of the house of Israel who abhor justice and twist everything that is straight, who build Zion on bloodshed and Jerusalem with a violence injustice. Harley does pronounce judgment for a bribe. If you give me money, I will do good for you. Whether you were the right person or not, give me money and I will give you a pass. Her priests instruct for a price. The priests also want money. And this happens even today. If you want to be prayed for, you bring money, then we will pray for you. If you don't have money, you go behind. You get the general blessing. It's these who have brought money that we lay hands on. And it says, her prophets divine for money. Yet they lean on the Lord saying, is not the Lord in our midst. Since to say that when he's not, calamity will not come upon us. Therefore, on account of you, Zion will be plowed as a field. Jerusalem will become a heap of ruins and the mountain of the temple will become high places of a forest. We will lay it to waste. God is clear about that. And it will come about in the last days that the mountain of the house of the Lord will be established as the chief of the mountains. This time is prom- promised by these prophets. Time to come. It will be raised above the hills. And the peoples will stream to it. Many nations will come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord and to the house of the God of Jacob, that we, he may teach us about his ways. There is that zeal that, you know, let's go and learn about God and that we will, we may walk in his paths. For from Zion will go forth the law, even the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. And he will judge between many peoples and render decisions for mighty distant nations. Then, they will hammer their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not lift up sword against nation. Now this implies there will be peace. You will not hear of any war. Nations will not rise up against each other because it will be a time of peace. Why? Because the Lord is here. When God comes, there is peace. When God is in your midst, there is peace. There is liberty. There is joy. Yeah, And never again will they train for war. They won't have to enlist anybody in the army anymore because they won't be anyone doing any chaos. That time is promised to come. Each of them will sit under his vine. Remember that too we looked at uh, last time, Jonah, which was planted and it grew over him. Now, he's saying everybody will sit under his vine, under his fig tree, with no one to make them afraid. You don't have to fear. You don't have to hide your phone that if you... Ah, they will steal my phone or they will take my wallet. No, there comes a time and it is promised that which will be a time of peace. Yeah, nobody making you afraid for the mouth of the Lord of hosts has spoken. Though the peoples walk, each in the name of his God, as for us, he will walk in the name of the Lord God forever and ever. In that day declares the Lord, I will assemble the lamb and gather the outcasts. Even those whom I have afflicted, I will make the lamb a remnant and the outcasts a strong nation. And the Lord will reign over them in Mount Zion from now on and forever. As for you, the tower of the flock, heel of the daughter of Zion, 
to you it will come. Even the former dominion will come, the kingdom of the daughter of Jerusalem. Now, why do you cry loudly? Is there no king among you? Or has your counselor perished? That agony has gripped you like a woman in childbirth. Rise and labor to give birth. Daughter of Zion, like a woman in childbirth. For now you will go out of the city, dwell in the field, and go to Babylon. There you will be rescued. It says you will go there and you have rescue. There. There the Lord will redeem you. From the hand of your enemies. And now many nations have assembled against you who say, let her be polluted. Let her eyes gloat over Zion. But they do not know the thoughts of the Lord. And they do not understand his purpose. For he has gathered them like sheaves to the threshing floor. Arise and thresh daughter of Zion for your horn I will make iron. And your hoofs I will make bronze. That you may pulverize many nations. That you may devote to the Lord their unjust gain. And their wealth to the Lord of all the earth. He's giving good news to them. That you will have some good news about you. Do not worry. Chapter 5. He says, Now muster yourselves in troops, daughter of troops. They have laid siege against us. With a rod, they will smite the judge of Israel on the cheek. But as for you, Bethlehem, Ephrath, too little to be among the clans of Judah. Hmm? They've belittled you. Ah, that tribe, that tribe, who knows them? From you, one will go forth for me to be the ruler on a ruler in Israel. He's talking about Bethlehem. He's saying they don't consider you, but from you, Bethlehem, will come a ruler. Luke chapter 2 verse 4. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea and to the city of David which is called Bethlehem. That is where Christ is born. That is where from a place that nobody even thought is key. That is where Christ is born. John 7.42 has known the scripture said that Christ comes of the seed of David and out of the town of Bethlehem where David was. From you, from a place where nobody has hopes in you, from a place where nobody considers you as important, there God raises people. And do not ever worry. Do not ever feel useless because people regard you as nobody. From places, from conditions, circumstances, where people regard you as nothing, that is where God picks you up. And raises you up and says from Bethlehem, the one who will judge Israel, the one who will lead Israel, the ruler will come from there. His goings forth are from long ago. From the days of eternity, therefore he will give them up until the time. When she who is in labor has born a child, then the remainder of his brethren will return to the sons of Israel. And he will rise and shepherd his flock. This we know, our great shepherd. That one who will come uh, from Israel, from Bethlehem. Yeah. In the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of his name, of the name of the Lord his God. And they will remain because at that time he will be great to the ends of the earth. Christ is great to the ends of the earth. It doesn't matter whether those people worship him or not. He is great. This one will be our peace. Christ is our peace. Yeah, that's why if you've not received Christ yet, then there's something you're missing. There's a peace you're missing. When the Assyrian invades our land, when he tramples on our citadels, then we will raise against him 
seven shepherds and eight leaders of men. They will shepherd the land of Assyria with the sword, the land of Nimrod at its entrances, and he will deliver us from the Assyrian. When he attacks our land and when he tramples our territory, then the remnant of Jacob will be among many peoples like dew from the Lord, like showers on vegetation which do not wait for man or delay for the sons of men. The remnant of Jacob will be among the nations. Among many peoples, like a lion among the beasts of the forest, like a young lion among the flocks of the sheep, which, if he passes through, tramples down and tears, and there is none to rescue, your hand will be lifted up against your adversaries, and all your enemies will be cut off. It will be in that day, declares the Lord, that I will cut off your horses from among you and destroy your chariots. I will also cut off the cities of your land and tear down the fortifications. I will cut off the sorceries from your land. And you will have fortune tellers no more. I will cut off the carved images and your sacred pillars from among you so that you no longer bow down to the work of your hands. I will root out your asherim from among you and destroy your cities. Execute vengeance yeah, on the nations which have not obeyed. If a nation disobeys God, then there is wrath coming to it. If a nation does not obey God, then there is wrath coming to a nation. If you do things as a nation that don't honor God, then his wrath is exposed toward you. That's why as a nation, wherever you are, you need to walk in the confines of God. This is preservation of nations. Nations are preserved by walking with God, not with evil. Here now, what the Lord is saying, Arise, plead your case before the mountains, and let the hills hear your voice. Listen to you mountains to the indictment of the Lord and you enduring fountains of the earth, because the Lord has a case against his people, even with Israel, he will dispute, my people, what have I done to you? And how have I worried you? Answer me. Indeed, I brought you out from the land of Egypt, ransomed you from the house of slavery. And I sent before you Moses. I sent Aaron. I sent Miriam. My people, remember now what Balak, king of Moab, counseled. And what Balaam, son of Boa, answered him. Remember that story. Balak wanted the uh, people of Israel destroyed. And Balaam said, no, those are God's people. They cannot be touched. I've been saving you. I've been protecting you guys. What's wrong with you? And from Shittim to Gilgal, so that you might know the righteous acts of the Lord. I've done all this so you see it. And says, With what shall I come to the Lord? And bow myself before God on high. Shall I come to him with burnt offerings? With yearling calves? Does the Lord take delight in thousands of rams, in ten thousand rivers of oil? Shall I present my firstborn for my rebellious acts, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He has told you, O man, what is good? And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God? All that God demands of us, all that God requires of us, me and you, is justice, loving kindness, walking humbly with him. You can imagine. All the things we are trying to do to gain the favor of God, God is just saying, be just, love, be kind, walk with me in humility. That's what God is asking from us. The voice of the Lord will call to the city. And it's sound, it is sound wisdom to fear your name. Hear, O tribe, who was appointed its time. Is there yet a man in the wicked house, along with the treasures of wickedness, and a short measure that is cast? He goes on and says, can I justify wicked skills? Can a bag and a bag of deceptive weights, can I justify that as your God? God does not justify evil. Yeah? For the rich men of the city are full of violence. Her resident speaks lies, and their tongue is deceitful in their mouth, 
So also I will make you sick, striking you down, desolating you because of your sins. You will eat, but you will not be satisfied. And your violence will be in your midst. You will try to remove the safekeeping, but I will not preserve anything. And what you do preserve, I will give to the sword. You will sow, but you will not reap. You will tread the the olive, but you will not anoint yourself with oil. And the grapes, but you will not drink wine. The statutes of Omri. And all the works of the house of Ahab are observed. And in their devices you walk. Therefore, I'll give you up for destruction and your inhabitants for derision. And you'll bear the reproach of my people. God tells them, yeah, for the things you've done, you're going to pay for them. When we walk in an evil manner, there's nothing we get from God that is good. We need to change and walk with God. This the nation of Israel did, and they were going to pay for it with captivity. We will look at the final chapter of this book of Micah. Woe is me, for I am like the fruit pickers, like the grape gatherers. There is not a cluster of grapes to eat. All a first ripe fig which I crave, the godly person has perished from the land, and there is no upright person among them. Hmm. It happens where you look for one who is righteous among many, and you find none. All of them lie in wait for bloodshed. They're waiting to hurt. They're waiting to kill each of them. Hands the other with a net. Concerning evil, both hands do it well. The prince asks also the judge for a bribe. And the great man speaks the desire of his soul. So they weave it together. The best of them is like a briar. The most upright like a thorn edge. Even when you're looking for one who is most upright, they have troubles with them. The day when you post your watchmen, your punishment will come. Then their confusion will occur. Do not trust a neighbor. Do not have confidence in a friend. Yeah, who from her who lies in your bosom, guard your lips for son treats father contemptuously. It doesn't even matter now whether you're a father or son, they just treat you in any way. Daughter rises up against mother, daughter in law against mother in law. A man's enemies are the men of his own household. The scripture is a bit scary, but unfortunately, it is it is right, it is true in its sense that a man's enemies are those of his own household within the household yeah jesus even mentions it in matthew chapter 10 36 and a man's force shall be they of his own household from within is where they find opposition from within is there they they find hatred and that has done a lot of trouble for us and our families that there is no trust there's no love yeah no confidence in family members. But as for me, I will watch expectantly for the Lord. Wait for the Lord of my salvation. My God will hear me. Do not rejoice over me, my enemy. Though I fall, I will rise. Though I dwell in darkness, the Lord is my light. I will bear the indignation of the Lord because I have sinned against him. Until he pleads my case and executes justice for me, he will bring me out to the light. I will see his righteousness. Then my enemy will see and shame will cover him who say to me, Where is the Lord your God? My eyes will look on her. At that time, she will be trampled down like my on the streets. It will be a day of building walls. On that day, your boundary will be extended. It will be a day when they will come to you from Assyria and the cities of Egypt, from Egypt even to the Euphrates, even from sea to sea, mountain to mountain, and the earth will become desolate because of our inhabitants. On account of the fruit of their deeds, shepherd your people with your scepter, the flock of your possession, which dwells by itself in the woodland, in the midst of the fruitful, 
uh, field, let them feed in Bashan and Gilead. As in the days of old, as in the days when you came out from the land of Egypt, I'll show you miracles. God is promising miracles to them. They will see those miracles again. Nations will see and be ashamed of all their might. They'll put their hand in their mouth. Their ears will be deaf. They will lick the dust like a serpent, like reptiles of the earth. They will come trembling out of the fortress. To the Lord our God, they will come in dread. They will be afraid before you. Who is a God like you, who pardons iniquity and passes over the rebellious act of the remnant of his possession? He does not retain his anger forever. That's the beauty of the Lord, that he does not retain his anger forever. Even what with what all that Israel has done, he still has that heart of forgiveness. He still has that consideration from them uh, for them as a nation. His grace, and we share in that grace, but be careful not to take it for granted. Yeah, because he delights in unchanging love. He will again have compassion on us. He will have compassion on us, Israel. Don't worry. That's what Micah is saying. You tread our iniquities under foot. Yes, you will cast all their sin into the depth of the sea. You will give truth to Jacob. An unchanging love to Abraham, which you saw to our forefathers from the days of old. And that marks the end of the book of Micah. Let's pray, Father. We thank you for this day. We thank you for your grace that you show to us, your love that you pour out on us. And we pray that you help us walk with you and do that which honors you, that which represents you all the days of our lives. We exhort you and give you glory and honor. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.